gentlemen, thank you for joining us again. It's Saturday, and you know, uh, Saturday, I'm sorry, it's Sunday. These are coming together on us, but I'm Victor Brooks from the Victor Brooks Show Facebook Live Quarantine Series. And because it is Sunday of the weekend, you know we're here every weekend at one o'clock or three o'clock, depending on uh, how the booking goes, but always at one o'clock Pacific time. We're here to, uh, to bring you our dose of positivity the best way that we can. You dig? It's like, in no way are, and I always have loved to preface this first, that in no way are we negating the, um, the seriousness of what the world is living with right now, what we're all going through. I mean, this is a, a period of time that, that I believe none of us would have ever uh, imagined um, in our lifetime that it would be like this, you know? Um, but in our own small way here at the Victor Brooks Show uh, quarantine series, we like to bring stories of, 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 of notable names and even some you may not even have heard before in your life, but their journey, their story is so full of maybe ups and downs, but it also has a string of positivity that through their story, it can uh, bless us, you know, it could, it could enlighten us, it can comfort us, it could bring us our positivity message or remind us that every single day we have something we can smile about, you dig? And um, I always like to, out of respect, um, especially during this time, respect to give it up to our first responders, our, our medical workers our doctors and nurses, um, our EMT workers, uh, those of, 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 the, of the workers who are, are on firsthand helping us and those who are, are more affected in need physically during this corona time. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Uh, our teachers uh, who are still teaching online for the next few weeks or so to our babies, who I know it's different for the teachers, it definitely is different for, for the children, for the students, and it's different for the parents as well. You know, everybody's doing something different right now, but I just wanna give it up to your teachers and the students and the parents. I wanna give it up to our sanitation workers, our truck drivers who transport, and you know, when we go to the grocery store, there's food there, there are items there truck drivers thank you so much and once they're there i want to give it up to the grocery store you know when we go through that line they're there for us as well yeah. everybody and all of this is positive to me you know and i know it is to you as well um you know, over the course of the, of the uh, Victor Brooks Show quarantine series, we've been able to bring you some incredible stories. Um, uh, we, I remember some note, we started off with uh, Big Sis, I love to call her, which she is, uh, Wanda Vaughn of the emotions. Uh, Wanda so uh, passionately, and as she always is, very real, told us her story of uh, the journey of her and her sisters from Chicago, from the Sunbeams Church through Stax Records, all the way to LA and then the, the, the collaborations with Maurice White and Earthland and Fire and, and their journey as the, some of the queens of soul music that we grew up with. It started off with her talk and she, boy, she gave it to us, you know? And then I remember our, our talks we had with comedian David Arnold who came on, you know? Uh, shared his artistry of, of, of comedy and show the positivity of his journey. Clifton Davis, the actor of stage and screen songwriter, uh, also gave his ups and downs. You know, he talked openly about his substance abuse years. And, and even though it's a positivity posse, Clifton brought it to the point of, hey, it's something to be positive because I'm still here. I'm still doing what 
I need to do for the world. And um, it's not going to stop because like now today, <laughs> today we're, we're connecting that positivity message through artistry. Um, with uh, Before she comes on screen, I, I just want to give it up in my way because number one, I love this lady. From the heart, this is my family. Um, Carolyn as Griffey is, um, we go back, our families go back to the to times of our kids, you know, being raised together, Devin, Curtis, you know, baby Kennedy, I remember when she was born, um, the, the, the mother that Carolyn is, the, the artist that Carolyn is. When you hear her story, I'm telling you, you'll see this positivity jumping all over this stage. Just to give you a little insight, we're talking about Carolyn Griffey, the singer, songwriter, performer. Daughter, of course, of soul and R&B, uh, legend of disco as well, Miss Carrie Lucas. Uh, you remember her hits, I Gotta Keep Dancing and Gotta Get Away From Your Love. Come on now, that takes us back to the, to the, to the, to the clubs around the world, the radio the, around the world, and Miss Carrie Lucas, uh, one of the queens of her, of her genre, hit, hit the scene. Uh, also, the daughter of uh, the iconic music industry legend, trailblazer, Mr. Dick Griffey, who I'm also very respectful of this brother's journey. Uh, when you hear the names uh, uh, Motown Records with, with, with Barry Gordy, then you hear the name Al Bell that you see behind me with Stax Records, right there we have the name of Brother Dick Griffey of Solar Records. As we know, the Solar name is Sounds of Los Angeles Records. There was a West Coast sound way before the 90s hit, and it was because of the efforts of her father, Mr. Dick Griffey. Um, we also want to talk about uh, Miss Carolyn Griffey and her journey, and uh, I'm not going to prolong it any further. I want to bring this, this lovely soul, this beautiful sister to the, to the frame, and thank you for joining us, Carolyn. Are you there, sister? I'm right here, and I'm sitting here with my tissue because I was just like, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing when you hear somebody else, especially somebody that you love so dearly and that you're close to talk to, and I don't, and I don't mean to sound morbid, but how many of us have just sat sometimes at, at a funeral and heard them eulogize, you know, the, 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 the ones that have passed on, and I've, and I've thought to myself, like, how would I be eulogized? when I leave here. And, that, and I think about that a lot, just in my life, what I do, how I interact with people, because you know, I'm so, my, my personality is so bipolar. And you know what I mean? Because the thing is, you know what? I'm, you, know, you know, I'm funny, I love to have fun, but I mean, there's a very, very serious, there's a deep spiritual side, and there's, you know, and then there's also that extreme, you know, then I've got, you know, I've come from a, <laughs> come from a very, powerful family and and you got to learn to have a tough skin you know and like i say this is going to be a real riveting thing and it and it draws up a lot of emotion that sometimes is untapped because i don't get a chance to talk about it okay. but um we just recently lost um a gentleman by the name of wes crockett who um has a long 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 history with um brother west but wes kind of started as doing security for my dad at the beginning and then he got in management you know he was a part of the you know the bloods back in the day mm -hmm. and, you know kind of the head you know he was kind of you know and but the thing yeah. is there was a lot of coming together through mm -hmm. a lot of what um the music industry you know um the gangster you know gangster I, meets business meets yeah, yeah. it's multifaceted so there you, you guys, go. Put, 
put your seatbelts on. I mean, that's that's like a motif of the music industry. No matter what generation, what genre, you know, that's one of those behind the behind the scenes and uh, uh, parts of the story, you know. But I, I want to talk about. Um, we've mentioned your mother. Carrie Lucas, one of the queens of, of music herself, man. I love you, Miss Carrie. Much respect. Uh, and then also your father, of course, Dick Griffin. Uh, sis, I know we've talked over the years, um, and and because, you know, it's like talking to my sister Julie, you know, when I talk to Carrie. Well, you know they call us the you twins. Know? I know you and Julie are the twins. <laughs> but I, I want to know. You know, with for our younger audience that's here today too, that may not really understand. They know the music when they hear the music of Whispers and Shalimar and Lakeside. They hear these classics and these originals, but for our younger audience, Carolyn, that may not intricately and personally remember those times of the '70s and '80s and '90s of the iconic Solar Soul Train family. Right. This, what I want to present today, what you're giving is also an education. Absolutely. It's history. It's, it it's preservation of, of our music. When it's I say our, our music, you our know, lineage. they are lineage, you know. But for yeah. you to grow up directly under this, uh, not under, but as a part of this family makeup, okay? Yeah. Carolyn, what was that like growing up, sis, as a, as a, as a baby into it? Yeah. You know what? The funny thing is, I find myself being repetitive in it because, I mean, you have to understand even that, you know, you've been, you still, you've still been in music all your life. So you don't realize as you're growing up that you're a part of, yeah. you know, it's just life for you. And um, I just, it's funny being a little girl outside making mud pies and you got the whispers <laughs> in your garage, you know, no. rehearsing, you know, <laughs> and I'm sitting there riding my bike and and messing up their instruments. And I never forget, one of the band members had a Calypso drum and I didn't know what it was. But yeah. my friends and I like to make mud pies. Okay. So it looked like the perfect place to make my little mud goulash. Right. So they came, came in to rehearse the next day. And it had all this mud and stuff in it. And it was just so funny. Just, you know, I, I didn't realize, I just, you know what, growing up, I didn't realize, I just know life is exciting. I just knew that music was in me. I mean, for, since I could remember, um, my mother's voice was such an, a, a melodic, angelic yeah. calming to me, obviously, because I'm sure she sang to me when, I, when she carried me. And, um, you know, and she, and she would always sing to me. She would sing yeah. to me at night. And the funny thing is, honey, in my mind, I was the best singer. I was going to be the biggest singer in the world. And I put on the biggest shows in my bedroom. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, but you know what? And it's so funny because like, you know, when Walter and Scotty would come over and they were my uncles or any, anybody come over and be like, so I hear that you're singing, you know, sing something. And it was like, <laughs> I, just would, I would clam up. It was so, I, Vic, and you know me, I'm a ham. I always had this weird fear it's almost it was a reverse thing for me okay for a lot of years um i had the desire to do it but i was afraid because i at a young age i realized that i was in the midst of greatness i just didn't know how to put it together i was watching understand my dad you know i'm going to go like a day at the office with my dad um uh he would take me with him to sound checks or to hand like at the forum when they were doing concerts doing sound checks with the OJs or 
yeah. you know, whatever yeah. else. And oh, this is so <laughs> embarrassing. And I miss my brother, Gerald Levert. I will oh. never forget. Oh. I was there, you know, you're there in sound check and everybody's doing their thing. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. Hello. Yeah. You know what? I, you know, I there we go. We're there. I got a phone call. Hey, this is Facebook Live, sis. You know it's Facebook do it. Live. I'm so sorry. And I'm trying to get, you know, bear no, with I'm me. No, I'm saying we in there with you. We in there with you, girl. Okay. So. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So here I come. Long story short, when, yeah. um, how do I do that? Okay. No long story short. We want to hear. We want to uh -oh, hear. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. That's what we want to so, um, so you know, we, get to the, we get to the form, dad's handling business and everything else. And, you know, OJs are sound checking. I'm walking with my dad. And you remember how, you know, how the hallways in the back, it's yeah. a long, echoey. Yes. I had been there for like three hours, something like that. I was tired and I was pretty spunky and, and, and frisky. You know how Kennedy was when she was little. I was 10. I was her on steroids. So, um. My dad was like, oh, there's, a, there's a Eddie Levert's son, Gerald. Do you want to meet Gerald? I said, I don't want to meet Gerald. I want to go home. <laughs> and it's funny. I thought I probably, I, I don't think I cared at the time. I think I didn't think that he heard me because I was just so tired and ready to go. I didn't care who was sound checking. There's times right. that we were in there with Marvin Gaye. There's times that we were Lenny Williams. There's mm. times Evelyn Champagne King. Come on. Um, I mean, it's, you can imagine. Right. The plethora. My mother was on, I was on tour with my mother and we used to do the circle. She did the circle star. My mother oh, was on God. tour with these people. Right, right. And I didn't care who was sound checking <laughs> if I was hungry, if I was tired, <laughs> I wanted a nap. <laughs> I, and, I, and I started getting up. We see, we didn't know what hangry was then. Gotcha. Gotcha. It was hangry. You know, try going on the road. I was on the tour buses. i never forget my cousin Sharice and I, Clyde Wasoon, he was one of my father's VPs at the company early, early in the solar days. And we were stuck in a hotel room where they were sound checking and we couldn't find anything but mayonnaise, salt, and bread. So <laughs> <laughs> we were sitting, we, and we were like going through the bags because understand the tour bus was locked. We couldn't get it. We were told we couldn't go anywhere. Okay. So we're picking through the bags. We had mayonnaise and salt sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if the bread is soft enough, the mayonnaise sandwich. Wait, good. and back then it was white bread because my mom were hip. That's they right. Were hip That's to, <laughs> <laughs> they were hip to the wheat bread, make us start choking. But anyway, I'm sorry. But to go to go back to it though, you know what, yeah. brother Vic. It just was an exciting time to watch the growth of it, to go on the set of Soul Train. And just the funny thing was to be on the set of Soul Train and, and look around what you see on TV, it was, the set was so tiny. It was so amazing and funny to me gotcha. to go on this set and look. And that's what, but you know what? That's, I knew at an early age that a lot of this business wasn't real. Gotcha. Come on. If it makes sense that it was, it was about creating illusions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, like when you would go on tour and see the shows and how amazing they were and all of the celebrities that would come out to the shows, you know, um, people weren't seeing what was happening backstage. People weren't seeing the meltdowns. People weren't seeing the buses breaking down on the road and getting stuck. People weren't seeing how many people were cutting up and going to jail and had to be bailed out 15 minutes before they were supposed to go on stage. You know, there's a lot of things because um, success 
when it comes fast, as it did then for a lot of those artists, most of those brothers and sisters didn't have money growing up. Mm -hmm. And to have an excess of um, finances found them say, you know, L.A. LA LA was a happening town. It was a party yeah. town back then. Yeah. Come on you know? now. And, and, I, and I'll even take you through my my um, experience, even, you know, like the drug scene in L.A. It's like, yeah. it, it, it's real. It's real. And it's, it's so funny because, I mean, and God bless him, my brother uh, Thomas Shelby of Lakeside. Yes. That brother was so gone on drugs back then. I mean, there's times when they may have found him on a park bench or he couldn't show up. I mean, I say that now because I'm so proud of him. That brother, when I tell you that, brother, whenever I see that brother, I hate to use the term, he's casket sharp. He's such an intellect. He's a, a college professor. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. I mean, and he's just on point and he's just the most beautiful person. But yes. you know what? He could not have become that person had it not been for those trials. So Come we on. talk about that positivivity posse. That's you can't, right. You, honey, son, you can't, you don't appreciate the sunlight until you've gone, been in the dark. Woo, come on, girl. Exactly. You know, that's, Carolyn, you, you're giving some insight right there that I know is touching so many people right now, because that's real. That's real. No, real. And, and, you know what? It's so crazy. There's so much now that I look back on that, like I said, may have been exciting to me, but I didn't realize how much blood, sweat, tears, pain, um, uh, financial stress, how much, I mean, hustling, how much went into all of it. Because back then, nobody gave anybody anything. Gotcha. You know, the thing is, and you know, back then, there wasn't no banks loaning to black folks. Come on now. You, Come had, on. To go to your, you had to go to a, a, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. a neighborhood, a neighborhood uh, loan shark. There you go. There you go. Loans, and then you have to double your loans on interest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or you get your, you know, or they get come back with your legs broken. Or, I got you. you know, it was yeah. a lot. Yeah. It was yeah. it was a lot back then. I didn't know then, but I know now. And to yeah. know the sacrifice that my father made and my mother made to bring these artists to the point where, thank God, they still have, you know, the, the careers and and it's not just an artist. Um, as we get into the interview, I'll share with you all of the careers that were set to flight. That's um, right. And people that have come to me, even um, in the uh, midst of my father's uh, passing soon after, that shared with me things mm -hmm. that were kind of like, um, like just, you know what, like hugs from heaven. Okay, okay. They were hugs, they were hugs from heaven for me because um, my father was just, he was bigger than life. Yes. And to see someone so powerful, Mm -hmm. just not there anymore when that when when, when the storm quiets it's like yeah. what do we do now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, i just you know i just we learn we yeah. learn to survive and you know what i'll be honest when my dad when i had all of that the office building on coanga you know built yeah. you know we built that office in coanga 1635 north coanga the solar towers which I, now is owned by diane warren Okay. Diane right. Warren now owns it, but that was a part of a um, a development in Hollywood where they were trying to refurbish because you know Hollywood had basically, you yeah. know, was run down. It was kind yeah. of like the end of that era. He yeah. stepped out and took a chance on this area, and he was a part of the beginning of refurbishing Hollywood. Exactly. He now built see, that, you he know built what? that ground from the ground. I mean, he built that building from the ground up. 
and and with that, that's just another signature, sis, of that groundbreaking um, mentality and personality. Visionary. That 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 whole yeah, visionary. That whole you know what chess not checkers mind. You know that let okay, got this move. We got this move, and his motive of and his presence of bringing the music that became a soundtrack for our lives okay when we hear uh lakeside the groups you named of course the genius of shalimar lakeside whispers the deal of i mean just the names that were signed under the solar and the music that was brought out sis that to this day, and I'm talking still to because I see on the line some of the younger are saying this is great information. Their 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 mind is very positive of the history that that's coming out now. When 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 you know of what that or you telling us what that that initial setup of of your father's uh, dream was then, and you see the reality internationally of what's happening now through the influence of music, through the influence of sound, uh, production. What does that do for you? What goes through your mind? What's the conversation in the family with that, sis? Um, you know what's funny? Because I have to think about it a lot, being in talks with uh, quite a few people and doing, doing the documentary and moving forward with projects that we're talking about. Um, you gotta th I, I had to think about the fact that it started with Soul Train and it ended with Death Row Records. Talk to us. So from Soul Train to Death Row Records, the spectrum just, it changed so much. And really Solar, and people don't understand, we literally just got out of a major lawsuit with um, Viacom and BET um, because uh, our CEO- this, who is we? What do you mean? Tell us that. Uh, Tell my, my mother and I, my mother in the, the state of Duke Griffey, and um, gotcha. actually my brother and um, our, our CEO of Solar UK, Jesse Sang. And she, what happened was I was in the, I was in a lawsuit with Jody Watley okay. in regards to the Shalimar brand. That's a, we'll get, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. I was fighting for the, the Shalimar brand. And um, Jody was in the process of trying to prove that I, she didn't, that I didn't have any standing for whatever reason. Um, so we started having to pull out a lot of different, um, uh, what do you call it, um, exhibits, yeah. which is, you know, pulling out all our stops, all of our documentation. First right. of all, my father created Shalimar. Gotcha. So when you have a company, I don't care whose picture's on the album, um, that's a work for hire situation. So we get, see, it gets real sticky because we, you know, it, it, being, I'm an artist and I've yeah. also been an executive. And gotcha. I know that that's two different places. Nowadays, we've got, you know, Puffy came out, of course, and he did the whole thing. But I was kind of stuck in that thing because I understood both sides. It's like I was a freedom fighter for the artist, but I was also a freedom fighter, a freedom fighter for the investor gotcha gotcha because you know the two things the thing is you the company could not have been built without that talent mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that talent wouldn't have got a chance to be heard had it not been for that company gotcha so the thing is we started having to pull a lot of things and what happened was i didn't even think about the fact that you know we weren't just fighting for shalimar we were now fighting for solar we were fighting for the Come right on. to be able to have to preserve the legacy <laughs> Right. So as she started digging and researching, she just said, 
whatever happened to Soul Train Records? And my mom, you know, they she talked about it. She says, we never really thought about Soul Train Records because we bought it out. We paid cash. We paid out Don. Basically, oh. my father and, and Don oh. Cornelius were in business together. They had their production company. My okay. father was the booking agent for Soul Train. Okay. Don, you know, it was Don's brainchild to do the show and everything else, but they were really good friends. My father, we spent a lot of time at Don's house growing right. up, you know, playing basketball, swimming, just hanging out. I mean, that was a normal everyday life going up to, you know, and them and their Bentleys and their, you know, they had their, they, you know, they, it's just, they were brothers and yeah. um, they worked together. But what happened was, you know, my dad, Don was a business and a weatherman from Chicago. So he had, he had the idea and he had the hustle, but he needed the music. So that's where the marriage uh, of my dad came in because he was promoting club. He had a club called Guys and Dolls. He had a club. He was, um, you know, now associating with artists, managing, doing all that stuff. So it made sense for them to come together and he could get the acts. So that's what yeah. the business was. So my dad, you know, suggested him, you know, now that we're doing this, why don't we do a record company? And so they did it for a while, of course. And they had, my mother was the first lady of Soul Train yeah. Records. Um, and, and they had the Soul Train gang and they had a great song. Oh God, they had a yeah. <laughs> called Sun Bear. And you know what? Look that up. Sun Bear, Sun Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai yeah. stole, I mean, I'll, his whole, I won't say stole, he encompassed I can the spirit you. of Sun Bear. <laughs> Write it down, and it's so cool. Matter of fact, I'm going to download Sun Bear if I can find it. Oh, my that's gosh, and you right will there. love it. That, that's some history. That's right. You will love it. But what yeah. happened was Don got to the point where he just wasn't interested in the recording part of it. And my mm -hmm. father, was that was his vision. That was his thing. So they agreed, he and my mother literally paid cash, but I think it was $2 million cash for that part of Soul Train Records to inhabit it. And Soul Train Records morphed. That's Solar Records. That was the, that was the birth of Solar Records. Uh, teach us now, teach us. So, and that's why in the beginning, if you look, the original logo had the conjoined letters like Soul Train. Right. But it was too... I think it was causing a little confusion and Don kind of said, you know what, Dick, uh, you know, there was an issue with the logo. So that's when he went and did the solid O, which was the planet uh, and, and the new solar constellation. But okay. I mean, that was just kind of further down the road. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, so when we went and um, trademarked Soul Train Records, really it was for our protection. As you know, when my dad died, people left and right were taking, trying to take everything. You know, what I, and what I did not know is he had made a deal with um, Unidisc. And mm. so, and I, but I have been talking to my father for years. And I know I got off the initial question. No, 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 no. Um, he made a deal uh, with Unidisc without really letting us, me know. Um, he told me he was going to allow the person, I, you know, Kennedy's dad and I at the time, Kurt, you know, Clayton, mm -hmm. to yeah. be able to administer the catalog. Because, okay. you know, Kurt being a producer, we thought that yeah. we'd be able to, as a family, be able to, you know, do the licensing on it. And that would right. be a great, you know, um, uh, <laughs> financial exactly. security blanket yeah. to have that amazing catalog. He had sold the catalog. Okay. He sold the catalog. And, but this was his mindset. My father at some point got into the point where he just really, 
had done all he could do in the music and he he was a he was very intelligent he was one of the most brilliant men i have yeah. ever known in my yeah, life no doubt no he doubt. Was, I mean, he was involved in politics. I mean, there's so much, I mean, there's so much stuff, politics. Right. And I really wish I had have written down a lot more points because I, might, I, that you'll get from my mother because my mother knows everything. Oh, man. But one thing that you mentioned too, sis, that I want to drop in this, uh, this bucket of Mr. Griffey's uh, groundbreaking, uh, also as a promoter. Uh, music promoter at the level that your father began promoting and continued to promote um, would I be off record to say he was one of the premier black promoters or the only West Coast black promoter at the time of that level of James Brown and Aretha Franklin, at that, at Stevie time, Wonder, so. all of that. Please tell us about that. At that time because um, you know what let's let's just be clear yeah you know as much as I love my father my father just was a take he wasn't the type of person to take no for an answer and um he came here from tennessee where i am right now yeah. <laughs> you got stacks behind you and i'm sitting <laughs> you know that's my home Memphis. i know i know and it's so funny though but you know i should have known that we had we are connected in so many ways um but I, you know when he was doing his club guys and dolls do you know who his uh waitress was so we hired as a waitress who? Marilyn McCoo. Get out of town. He he was responsible for starting Marilyn McCoo's career. Found wow. out that she could sing. There's, I mean, there's, oh gosh, it's it's almost like it has to be a three part series. Yeah. Start, I'm so ADHD. You, you read my mind. You read me. That's right. There's no way we can contain this uh, incredible history of and what you yeah, and and I'll and I'll definitely have to just be more chronological oh, no, about you, the um, answers. No, you but, um but you, but you know what, when he started hitting the ground running, he started looking at the fact that they were kind of pitch, they were, they had us pigeonholed, that they didn't want, you know, to let, allow the black promoters. I mean, there were some small promoters, but he just went to another level. I mean, and he started from the ground up. I remember him talking about his, um, his, his office was on Crenshaw, gotcha. <laughs> two phone booths next to each other. You know what I'm saying? Right. Also, way into it, but I mean, ultimately, you know, um, fast forwarding a little bit, yeah, he did become one of the premier black promoters, and um, like you say, James Brown, Al Green, Isaac Hayes. I mean, everybody from that time, and to the point where he got to the point where he was doing the Jacksons. Yeah, it was the Victory Tour. I never forget best. Time. Now that's the sound check. I love being. <laughs> Loved it because Michael was just so fun, and it's like okay. Michael wasn't even paying attention to the sound check. He wanted to play with us, so I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, but but the thing, and he was, and the great thing about it was, at the time, not only was he the premier black promoter, he actually was the first black promoter to ever do an international tour with an R and B act, and that was Stevie Wonder and Wonderlove in Japan. Oh. Come on. And, and it's so funny because Denise Come Williams on. and I talked about this. Much this respect. Is when, this is when Denise, we got to get Denise on here. Oh, we got to, yeah, we'll definitely have to call Denise, but Denise was in Wonder Love at the time. Yes, that's right. And my, my mother, went, we know she went with them. She traveled with the company all the time. They were on tour and Denise had gotten sick. Uh -huh. And um, my, of course, my mother had been on tour the whole time. So Denise got sick and couldn't do a show. And so uh, my father was like, Carrie, 
made my mother do it. Gotcha. My mother was like, oh my gosh, but you know what? She was such a quick study. She went through and did a rehearsal. Bam, killed it, honey. Denise got well real quick. <laughs> Denise got well real quick. That next day, she was on that next show. <laughs> you know, that's great. That's a great story. Great yeah, story, but, girl. Um, you know what? Yeah, Carol? so he did. He opened a lot of doors yes, for a lot of artists and um, really, and you know what? A lot of people don't know that the, you know, the, remember the big Budweiser Superfest, Al Heyman Productions? My father, matter of fact, Al Heyman's from Tennessee. They're both Tennessee boys. I didn't know Al Heyman. Al Heyman had just graduated college. Okay. And my father went and he sent for Al. They flew wow. him to the Bahamas. He and my mother sat on the beach, literally took the promotion business and handed it to him. Look because Solar was becoming such a big, yeah. big entity that he couldn't mm -hmm. handle both anymore. Yeah. So basically, he passed the baton of um, promotions, black promotions, to yeah. Al Heyman and, you know, continued to do Solar Records. Gotcha. Which, as you know, Al Heyman went on to do not only oh. Black Records, but to be able to land, you yeah. know, um, the deal with HBO and went on to boxing and everything. That's right. And to right. this day, you know, so. You know what, sis? I, I can't, and please, you know your brother. I ain't worried about no time. I'm not worried <laughs> about no bullet point checklist. None of that. We, that's what I love about the Positivity Posse show, sisters, because it's from the heart, man. You yeah. know what you're giving us, what, what your, your brother Clifton gave us and so many others gave us in their stories was from the heart. Your sister Julie, she spoke about her journey to ups and yeah. downs. You know, so that's what this is about. And, and I, you, you brought up a thought, and I know that myself and a lot of other my musician partners, we talk about it. When you, when you hear Motown, all right, you think of the, the production of the Funk Brothers and Holland Dozier and Holland, that, that sound. Then yeah. when you think about Stax Records, you have, of course, Dave Porter and Isaac Hayes presenting that sound. But when you think about Solar Records, Leon Silvers. You got the throwdown, brother. Okay. <laughs> You got Leon Silvers, Ricky Smith, Ward <laughs> I mean, that whole, you know, yes. I mean, Joey Gallo. I mean, Joey Gallo, all of them. Yes. All those names. Now, give Absolutely. us the official name, the Throwdown Brothers, right? Throwdown Brothers, yes. Where did, who, who, who coined that? How did that happen? You know what? I have to, I'll be honest, I have to ask Wardell because, yeah. you know, okay. and Kevin Spencer, I mean, all that, Kevin Spencer, that, all those guys. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Actually, you know what I would love for you to do? Ooh, ooh, ooh. What's that? I think I need you to come on the Solar Family Reunion and you lead the questions to the Solar Family on the Solar. Oh, that's what I would love. Yes. An honor. Oh, yes. Oh, my. Look, I just look. Don't you get me I got glory bumps. You get me crying up on my show. No, but you know what, but we, talk, but we talked about this. You know what, my thing is, and Vic, you know, we have broke bread so yeah. many times in each other's homes and, and cooked and prayed and sang together and, and done, you know, and, you know, been here at your father's church. I mean, just, yeah. Yeah. we've experienced so much as a family. The Solar Records family was about family. No doubt. It was about, and it was. I mean, the thing is, and families don't get along sometimes. Come on, you so took. The thing is you can people can talk about, you know, who fell out and this. To me, yeah. 
we may not get along. Man, Howard and Jeffrey and I fight all the time. Matter of fact, Jeffrey and I are speaking right now. <laughs> okay. but, but you know what? But the thing is, it's just misunderstanding. And the thing yeah. is, it doesn't But I, we, I, we love each other. Thank you. I just Thank may be on his nerves right now. And then, you know, but the thing is, and it's like, I could sit up here and mask what's going on, but you know me, I'm one, I keep it 100 all the time. Yeah, one of the, one, just one of the things I've always respected about you and your journey, girl. And, um, you know, that the, the whole thing you mentioned, Jeffrey and, and, and Howard, I want to <laughs> talk about about 2001 is when you became part of the Shalimar group itself that's kind, that's kind of an accident on purpose now kind of please thing. tell us because you know I and mean, wait till you see this line of poker like this happened what was that a, please tell us that sir well you know what's funny the guys <laughs> have their version and i have my griffy version so and i'm sure i don't know if howard's watching or i'm sure he is but you know what 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 happened is and and understand howard and i the joke is after michael jackson Howard was my childhood crush. Okay, when Howard came into the group, I look, I was, <laughs> I was like, as so many millions of others around. This right? yellow Negro came out here with this smile, these teeth, and this curly hair, and, and this, that falsetto voice. <laughs> I wasn't even listening to the voice. I was just sitting there. Look, I was just sitting in the office, drool. Like when he came to the house, just like, <laughs> but it, and it's so. Funny, I mean, now, it's, now we look at each other and I and we laugh and he teases me. He says, you still love me. But uh, I mean, but it's just, you know, when all of that came about, it was just like crazy. So Shalimar was always my favorite group. Jody, Jody's little sister is my best friend. I mean, Shal I wore Shalimar buttons. I had Shalimar yeah. posters. They used to tease me in school because how much I love Shalimar. Okay. <laughs> and I used to only even date boys that looked like Howard right. Hewitt. Howard Hewitt. <laughs> They're like, she don't like you, man. If you don't look like Howard, she don't, she don't like you. That's when light skin was in. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I got so, and, so anyway, what happened was um, Howard and Jeffrey had been touring. They had been touring and doing Europe, just the two of them, because Jody really had no desire to do it. She had a successful you know career on her own and was doing great honey and i loved her in her solo career um that and what happened was there was a gig there was a private gig in um london at the dorchester hotel we in those mm -hmm. the dorchester um and howard and jeff well howard was like man you know what um i forgot i got ahead of myself talking about howard I've always been close to Howard. I used to babysit Howard's kids, change their diapers, babysit. Right. I mean, really babysit. So we've right. always had a very close relationship. Fantastic. Um, when Howard did his solo stuff, I would sing background. I do, you know, I've always, was always connected with yeah. Howard. So he um, basically told me that they had a gig there and um, I was coming, asked me if I would be willing to come sing background. Okay. I was like, heck, in London? Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look. What else am I right. doing? What doing? <laughs> exactly. It's nothing else to me. It was just like, I mean, it's, I get to hang out with my boys. I hadn't seen Jeffrey in a long time. Jeffrey was living in Japan. Okay. So I hadn't seen Jeff. It was exciting for me. So we went, oh, and they may not say, I was horrible. Oh. <laughs> I, had, I was so scared. Now understand, I've been around all these people all these years. I had my own group and everything I else. 
a matter of fact, when Jeffrey even choreographed my video when I was in my own group on Epic and Solar. Um, so we got we kind of passed that. We can talk about that later. Yeah. But um, so they asked me to go. Oh, and it, it was terrible. Yes. I used to have nightmares on the way there about forgetting the words. But I knew all the words. I knew all the songs. I didn't even really have, in my mind, I didn't have to rehearse because I had listened to every record, every song, <laughs> every run, everything. Matter of fact, Howard would always call me. What's this, what's this verse? What's, what's the next line? And he would right, ask right, me. Right. <laughs> but, I, but I hadn't performed with them. And you know what? That's when it hit me that this isn't just hanging with my, my friends. This is serious business. I mean, and, and mind you, over there, Private gigs are not just like some little backyard gig. Right, right. People spent millions of dollars on this on this party. And it was the Lord of the Rings theme. You walked in and it was like walking in a Narnia or something. Wow. It was just, it was crazy. Not to mention the Dorchester's already expensive. As, gotcha. As okay. Oh, yeah. So I did this gig. I was nervous or whatever, but it was good enough for the gig. I was very rusty. But then they kind of said, you know what? Hmm, this makes sense. So I come home, I'm so happy, you know, buying first class to London, going home, had yeah. a little money in my pocket. Right. So I go home and then my dad, I went to my mom's house and my dad was there watching the game. And he and I went and of course kissed him and sat down. He was like, all right, hey, he said, you just getting back from out of the country? So your mama tells, so your mama tells me that you went to the, out of the country and you didn't tell me what you were going out the country for. So what did you do? I said, I went to sing the Shalimar. Shalimar. And he sat there and he was like, doing what? <laughs> I said, well, I said, you know, I sang the girl part. And he was like, how much did you get paid? Mm -hmm. And I told him, and he said, and he sat there and he was like, my father, whenever he get this look on his face, he like, uh, yeah. and he did his eyes and he went, I can't curse on the show. I was like, and I sat there and uh -oh. it, you have to know about my father. He minced none of his words. Long story short, he was, um, which I didn't know. And I don't really think the guys did at the time too, because Shalimar was dormant. Shalimar hadn't been used. Nobody was doing it. They had, they were in demand and Howard had been doing his solo stuff yeah. and really kind of keeping you know, even though he was doing his solar stuff, I mean, yeah. his, his solo stuff, he was singing a, Shalimar, a medley of the Shalimar songs, Not basically sure. keeping that legacy alive yeah. through his shows. So um, what I didn't know is he owned the trademark to the okay. name Shalimar. Okay. So that's, where, that's what happened. And so basically he was like, so basically you went over there and did this or whatever. So he called a meeting. Everybody met at Shandara on okay. Melrose. Shandara, that's he pretty it. Much, he pretty much, you know, um, they basically let the guys know, although, you know, it was the guy's decision. They didn't audition anybody. They came and they asked me. Yeah. So, but, you know, of course, dad had to make it like his, it was his idea. So he basically said, well, since you guys did this, um, how about we just make it a deal? Um, since I own the name, you basically, you, can, you know, you do Shalimar with Carolyn. He set the splits. He did this. And it, that's kind of pretty much how it happened. Wow. So, um, and it's been history ever since. You know, it was a bumpy road yeah. because I really wasn't a seasoned performer. I got um, you. But I got Howard, 
Howard and Jeffrey were really, you know, and I love Howard. And of course, we, we're so cemented. But Jeffrey was really instrumental in helping me be comfortable Come on. on stage and encouraging me to step out. And um, he really was. He was very loving. Because you know what, Carolyn, that was that story you just educated me and so many others that you're setting the record straight in a lot of ways. And, and you know, when you talk about these two twin towers of entertainment, we're talking about Howard Hewitt of his career, his, his, his incredible artistry as a singer, a songwriter, performer, his legendary status. Then you have Jeffrey Daniels with his, his, I mean, this is the man that taught Michael the moonwalk. Okay. And that's the thing, when people say, <laughs> you know, when, people so say Jeff, when, people, when they say Jeffrey Daniel, yeah. a lot of people don't understand. It's the backslide, it's the moonwalk, Come it's, it's, it's the choreo, it's the smooth criminal choreography. Yeah, I mean, that. he choreographed this guy. Yeah. And you know what? If you look, and it's, and I'm getting chill bumps again. Yeah. The spirit, when Jeffrey's on stage, it's kind of, when you ask me that, it, it freaks me out. It becomes spiritual because I look at him and there's so much of my, I would want to say there's so much of Michael in it. There's so much of Jeffrey and Michael. Yes. And, and they did actually on YouTube, you guys go on there. It says um, Michael Jackson versus Jeffrey Daniel. They're in a room and they're shadowed, but they did a dance battle. And, they, and you can see the, the movement of what? both of them. And you can tell. I mean, Michael's whole show is Jeffrey. Come Michael on. used to, but my, you know what? I never forget grad night. We had yeah. a solar galaxy of stars at Disneyland. <laughs> and Michael was in hook. This yeah. is Michael backstage. <laughs> in, his in his glasses. And there wasn't no pandemic, y'all. I want to talk about Mike. Mike That's had his gloves. Mike had his look, his mask. Yeah, yeah. Mike knew it. He knew. He knew. <laughs> but um, yeah, but Michael. But when he was watch Shalimar, he was studying. It's like we're sitting there, like, yeah. I've yeah. never been excited about a, an artist or a, anybody in entertainment, but Michael Jackson, of course. But and so to stand there, and even though we knew him, it was still like he's the only one. You still get like, oh my, you get giddy. Yeah. Anybody around Mike was giddy. Even yeah. as a grown woman, it's like you see him, and it's, you're still like, it's Michael. Got you right. <laughs> And so the thing is, it's like with that history, it's like, man, I mean, and so, and there's times, Vic, as you asked, we will be on the other side of the world. That's when I started learning what this legacy really meant. It wasn't here. It's when I started traveling. I, when I first got in the group, I really got kind of ostracized because I actually asked Jody Watley. I went after her. I didn't, I really initially didn't accept. I didn't want to do it. Because wow. then to me, they, they couldn't have been replaced. Gotcha. They were irreplaceable gotcha. to me. And I definitely didn't want to put myself in a position to try to be anyone else, especially yeah. somebody who I idolized. But um, when, I mean, she never responded to me, you know, and I just said, okay, well, I might as well do it. So I just kind of did the best version of what I could. And I tried to sing things as close to the record because when people go to see concerts, see, and that's the thing, as, as a musician ear, a lot of times we start losing sense of what people want to hear because we get in our artist minds and we don't get in a consumer mind. Gotcha. Because some, you know why? Because we've, we've been consumers, but we're consumers from an artist's point of view. Mm -hmm. It's a different story. That's like some singers can't produce themselves because they can't hear. That's why you have producers, you know? Um, but I just, I would sit and I would watch and look on stage and be in a whole nother country. And yeah. what happened was 
I had to create my own, but what happened was the legacy started overshadowing the group. I never forget, we were signing autographs. We were signing autographs and um, they were signing autographs because nobody would come to <laughs> They were like, oh, we've been loving you. And I don't know who the hell she is. <laughs> and I would just kind of sit there and Jeffrey would always say, this is Carolyn Griffey. And so he started putting it in the show. So what he started doing is, they, everybody do the introduction. He was like, we call, and he calls me baby girl. This is baby girl. And we call her baby girl because I used to go, Jeff used to pick me up and take me roller skating on, at Flippers. Flippers. <laughs> you know, back in the day, the thing is, he said, we call her baby girl because she was in the studio with us when we were recording. We'd go to her house and jump on her bed. We yeah. would have to babysit. And, and she's, she's been with us in the studio all along. Her mother's Carrie Lucas and, you know, blah, 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 and her father. So when they started learning who I was, it was like, <gasps> mm. it got to the point where we would be doing a show in England. And I had people say that they had driven six hours, people coming from Germany, coming yeah. just to get me to sign the Solar compilation, pictures of my mom, pictures of my dad that I had never seen. Yeah. So it just... Yeah. The, the impact of the legacy as a whole started becoming real to me. And I just would stand on the stage and my dad, my dad never saw me perform. Mm. He never saw me perform. He believed, but he never saw me. And I, one day we performed at the Indigo at his, on his birthday. Okay. The first time I stood on stage and I just, I broke down. I, can and do. I, do, I just had to put myself in a praise moment is when I used to sing with Pastor Andre Crouch. Yes. And I had to put myself back in worship mode. And I just said, thank you. Right and I on. saw a sea of people. And as I looked out, and I just, because of him, because mm -hmm. of him, we all could do this. Because of what he and my mother started. Come on. This, though, now the world is impacted. And I get to actually be a part of this legacy and a voice for it. So there's no room for me to be cocky or anything because I'm humbled. It's like every mm -hmm. time I step on the stage, I literally, we pray. I'm so, Vic, I'm so humbled. And even now, I will never take it for granted ever because people are like, oh, I spend so much time in Europe. I, I, I caught myself doing that one time. I, and now with what we're doing, I'm so grateful that we as a, as, as a body of musicians yes. as, um, and, and people who love Christ and watching all Yes. Story unfold. You know, this is this is it's all spiritual. Come on now. This yes. whole thing is spiritual. I mean, the thing is, music. These people, I've watched people with cancer who knew that they weren't going to live. That this was the last concert that they were could go to, come with oxygen tanks and masks. Mm. And this is this is what they this is a their last request. Mm. When you see people in wheelchairs that can't move but they're there. And then you watch Jeffrey go down and sing and you know what I'm saying? And how we are include what we get a chance to do. This is ministry. Come on. I mean, to see a little kid that's kind of can't see and to go down and point to your security and to tell them to come up and put them on stage. We yeah. get a chance now to change people's lives. And it's like, who could be humble? Come on, girl. And then every time I do that, I think about, you know, everybody talking, well, your dad was such a gangster and he did this. He did a lot of great, but yeah, he was hard. He was a force to be reckoned with. But at the same time, I think God would honor what it is because he had a praying mama. My, my grandmother has songs in the Baptist hymnal right there, now. There you go. 
right mm-hmm. now. And you know, we know that we're survived by our grandparents' prayers, by our parents' prayers and how they carry us through, regardless of what we do and go through. Yes. I look at all this, you know, for the young people listening, I don't care where, where you started from. I don't care what you have at your grasp and what you don't have. Whatever God has for you, he will make it so you have to be faithful. You have to believe and beyond anything else, you have to believe in yourself and know that if God put it in you, he will make a way for you. Come on, sis. Come on, sis. I just, I mean, and it's, and, and it's so real. And, you know, I just, uh, I, yes. I, I, I'm going to be quiet. So you can ask no. questions. It's, it's, it's so, it, it's, we, I, I think at, in every part in our lives, we took this for granted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We take it for granted. And it's now, I look at, I look at my brothers and sisters like Teddy Riley. I, t- I talked to Ted when this first happened. We were just in Trinidad, right when it was about to hit together. And as um, soon as he got home, I knew he was sick. I called, checked on him, and he was sick. And then this happened. Yeah. And he was sharing with me that he was having anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, power, mm-hmm. anxiety. These mm-hmm. people spend their lives on the road. Now we are stuck in the house. <laughs> That's right. And I know how exactly. I mean, because you all are supposed, you're incredible. First of all, let me say this, because that I can't go to another subject without, number one, thanking you for what you just gave from the heart, as I know you always will. You, you touched me. You touched so many others um, that I see on this line here. Of course, you saw, I got emotional because it's real. I got emotional because I felt it and feel it. And... Uh, and I know from that journey that you talked about with your mama and your daddy's uh, ups and downs, the, 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 what they have, there's undeniable of the respect that the yeah. Griffey legacy has been and is been and will be from this day on, from those efforts, from the music, uh, from you as the as the as the now generation premier, you know, holding that banner, with that sis, with that responsibility right now, that's got to be some pressure on you, girl. Um, see, it's hard for me. It, I was saying to somebody the other day because you know, you know all the you you know all of the sides of me just from being family. But um, I've, I've, I've held pretty good in interviews, but you know, it's almost hard. You know, Vic, your spirit is just so strong. And it's just, you know what? And, and, and I know my sister Cheryl is listening to me. Mm-hmm. It, it's something about you. You're just like your dad. You're just like dad and, and how you just, you guys just are filled with so much love. And if there's something to be pulled out, it's like, it's like Julie. <laughs> I love my sister to death. I don't care if I can't get her on the phone. I've just never been a time when I could even be angry because of the love. And it's generational. The you guys, your whole family has it. You know, it's just, and it's like, there's just, I'm trying my best to keep my industry face on. But when I talk about the fact that when you spent your life, and, and this is what I didn't say. Mm-hmm. I spent my life running from my father because I think me being as sweet as I was, I was always kind of like the hippie child. The, you know, the I wanted to make friends. I wanted to always make everyone happy and kind of, I was like the, I was always like the glue in the situation because my dad was so, he was so shrewd, so hard, and staunch. 
And I was always trying to make excuses, even with L.A. Reid and other people. I was just like, oh, well, he didn't. The meeting with Shalimar, the way that he addressed the guys. I mean, I just, I wanted, I, I hated the way that my father dealt with things because that's not the kind of person I was. I didn't know how to do that. Um, but what happened was I had to, now going through fighting, Mm -hmm. I understand it. And he took, and my father told me, and this is the one curse word I am going to use. Yes. He, he told me, he says, you will never make it in this business because you're too fucking nice. Okay. And when he said that, I was just like, oh, me, my dad is so mean. I mean I'm so, but you know what? We know our parents, when they're hard on us because they yes. believe in us and they're trying to pull greatness out of us that we won't ever get with them aiding and abetting the behaviors that Come we on try now. to throw in front of them. So you and you know, as a father, sometimes you gotta love hard and 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 even sometimes separate yourself because yep. you know on. everything you give them. Sometimes the giving is enabling. Yes. And, and when we enable our children, we create monsters that we can't clean up. Come on. And they, they'll turn around and look at us and tell them that we ain't shit anyway yes. because of, we never do enough. So you can never do enough. Yes. So the best thing sometimes to do that I had to learn is now I look at my father and all the things that I thought that he was being hard on me about, he was preparing me. It's mm. like God, God takes us through the hardest times in our life because he's preparing us. This pandemic, I was not prepared for, but he is carrying me through the yeah. grace of God. I don't know how every source of income mm -hmm. that I pay my bills and take care of my family was ripped from under me. I haven't missed a meal. I haven't missed a beat because God has prepared us for everything that we go through. And just like this, this legacy has been the hardest. That's why you see Clarence Avant, you see all these, everybody, everybody's uh, documentaries around. Where is Solar? Now you see Soul Train, the American Soul Story. Do you want to, can I get real? Yes, please. Um, okay, you see the American Soul Story. Mm -hmm. They have not contacted the Griffey family. Matter of fact, when we went up against um, Viacom and BET, mm -hmm. they had the nerve to fight us and tell us that Dick Griffey didn't have anything to do with Soul Train. Now, um, wow. and, and you know, we don't have a bunch of money to fight wow. you know, legally. I've already been in a five-year lawsuit with Jody Watley fighting for the Shalimar um, brand, let alone now fighting for Solar. Now, now Soul Train Records. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, Jesse grabbed, back to that, Jesse grabbed Soul Train Records, trademarked it and said, you know what? Everybody's trying to take everything. You guys have to have something to yeah. make sure that your legacy is cemented. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? They hired, they, they hired lawyers in um, New York and in London. And you already know, that currency in London is nothing yeah. nice. Nothing so nice. we're paying two laws, we're paying two, two law firms. Wow. You know, wow. I mean, I mean, I we're fighting, this. we're fighting different law firms. And you know what? And God is good because we won. Jessie, our CEO, she's also one that she just gets all of our legal right. stuff together. But that wasn't good enough. They turned around and appealed it and took us back because they couldn't believe we won. And you know what happened again? What? We won. And I'm not saying <laughs> it in, I'm not saying it to be boastful. I'm God. saying it because we laid it before God. We got mm. together uh, and got on a, a Zoom, a, a four-way call, yeah. and we start calling those angels forth, 
and we were canceled, honey. We were speaking to demons, trying to come at us. And it was like David and Goliath. And you know yes. what? When I tell you that when we won, there's been so much tear shed through this process because it's been painstakingly disrespectful to watch all of the people in this industry that have taken, um, taken liberty to continue to throw um, dirt on my father's legacy, to try to bury him, to try to bury him. And so the thing is, and they're looking at me, I'm the only voice they hear. Well, gotcha. I have no idea how mighty I am because yeah. I'm not going before anybody else. God is going and fighting these battles for all of us. Right on. So right I'm, on. I'm only here and I'm only survived because God has been fighting these battles. And I believe he's going to do that for this situation, even with yeah. the American Soul story. They've Come got on. that guy on there. Um, I don't even, I haven't even watched it. Too angry. I, I, I'm God that has to deal with me on that. But they have a character on there and the actor came out and started talking about the fact that his role was is based on the life of Dick Griffey, got the article, everything wow. else. Now, BET tried to deny it. We called, okay. uh, I had a, a friend of mine called up there and asked, why have you guys not contacted the Griffey family? And their thing is, oh, well, we're not in that part yet. Well, this new series coming up, you guys, watch. Yeah. My father was the, bus was the business uh, man and the, uh, and the booking agent. Yeah. How are yeah. they going to do that series now that they're in L.A. without uh, him? Gotcha. 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 So, but you know what? At this point in time, <laughs> I'm going to let God. We, Go we, ahead. You know Go what? Ahead. He keeps doing it. There's no limitation on God. On, on, it's not like a genie. You don't rub a bottle and right, say right. you only get three wishes. Exactly. Now, you know what? Everything you just laid out, sis. And you know what, y'all? If you ain't felt it and noticed it by now, this is why I started the show. This is one of the realest that you ever gonna come across, and I've always known about you. And with this here, with with what you just shared, sis, um, where do you find your positivity? Through it all. Let me through tell you something. I know you mentioned that, you know. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Let me That's tell you it. something. This brother right here. That's the one. This That's brother right here put, put a spirit of God in me when he yes. made me sing. Yes. I got taken to his church. This is when I was going through my drug journey. My, I remember my friend Tiara, honey, took me to the church. I didn't want to go, and I got delivered. I got delivered almost on the spot yes. when I went there. And I just, you know what? God has always been at the center of everything. Even when I was going through the worst time, when I found you guys, the way I met you guys and how I found me, Chris and I hanging out at um, Acapulco doing Acapulco. <laughs> way back in the late 80s, that's right. <laughs> and then it's so funny, Chris and I meeting and then the moment that Julie and I met, it was like yeah. looking in the mirror and meeting a twin sister, like. Yes, that's right. It that's just, right. I mean, and literally, but that was a God thing because at the oh time our boys needed each other. At the time, all the stuff that we, we needed each other. And it's just, <laughs> I really don't have an earthly okay. answer for you. I, I, I can't give you an earthly answer because I look back. And when I look back at my path and the things that I've, the hurdles that I've made it over and, and made it through, I look back and saw that there was no ground under me. Mm. So I have no idea how mm -hmm. I got from that point to this point, other than the fact of just really chalking it up to God carried me. When there were times that I did not know 
how to do this because I have a praying mama. I got a mom. I have a mother that goes, honey, she goes to war. For me. I have a grandmother that went to war for me. So I know that, you know, and I have a, I'm in a church ministry. I, and the thing is, I know that I have people all over the world. Praying oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As a family. So I know that, you know, the armies have been set up to protect us. So that's why, I mean, and it does get hard. It gets hard to look at my father who put so much work into so many things and, 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 and to watch how everybody will strip everything that you build away and take credit for certain things. But, you know, in, in the end, I just ha I don't have a choice but to trust God. Come on, sis. Mm -hmm. Sis, let me tell you something. This has been... This has been an inspiration interview plus <laughs> for, I know not just for me, but when you look back and you start seeing these comments, girl, uh, you've touched some lives today. You, you've shared some wisdom today. You've shared your heart and your soul today. And uh, God knows myself and the whole entire Brooks clan, we love you today, tomorrow, forever. You know, forever. I miss you guys so much. <laughs> prayer group, that prayer warrior nation, you know, because uh, Lord knows I need it every single day of my life. And when we include it, we include, you know, you and your babies and, and your journey. And, and I just can't thank you enough for joining us, for sharing this with us. And, and then in the end of it, sister, you gave your positivity message of, of, of what is holding you together. What, what is, what's holding the whole process together and the journey itself, you know, much respect, much respect, sis Carolyn. And uh, you know what? Ladies and gentlemen, I can't, there's no way I can even come up with an ending tag other than you heard it, <laughs> you felt it. Um, if you didn't feel that, I don't know what you're feeling. Maybe this train ain't for you. And, uh, but <laughs> this is what we do, you know, we, we just come together and I was, and I'm, you know, everybody knows I don't have a million following format. I, I don't have the yeah. big, you know, thing, but yeah, we're on the way. way, you know, in our small way, we just try, I don't care if it's 20 people, 10 right. people, one person that'll walk away from these interviews with that feeling of, of, of positivity a freedom of mind that, yeah, we're all going through something right now, even before Corona, but then now with Corona, hey, I can make it. I heard this story. And this story in no way is negating anybody else's personal journey or warfare of this life. It's just a reminder that we all out here just trying to make it. We all got our ups and downs, but we all going to be okay. And there's something to always be positive about. Sis Carolyn, I love you. And I, if there's anything else you want to say, please, Actually, I don't close with anything else in heart. I do. And, and um, first of all, I thank you, Brother Vic. I mean, like I say, sometimes I just pop in and, what happened? <laughs> I don't know if this, am I still on? Yes, you uh, are. You're okay. Um, what I did want to say, you know, sometimes, like I say, I pop in and I, and I listen and, you know, I do kind of, you know, stealth your uh your interviews and stuff because i just love the positivity that you breathe sometimes i'm having a bad day and i just need that good energy but i do want to share with the people out there that are watching that are going through that sometimes it looks like they're not making any headway with what they're with their journey and the things that they feel that god um and i know i said that god has you but you know what i want to say this my father was raised in the projects of east tennessee um, father wasn't around, mother um, didn't have any money, 
went to um, went joined the Navy, was a medic. Um, a lot of people don't know those different things. Had a dream and did that. You know what? But not even the music, not even the uh, political uh, accomplishments that a lot of people don't know about, like being the financier and campaign manager for Jesse Jackson's um, uh, presidential campaign, coining the phrase African-American, um, um, being responsible for the first black digital aggregator by the name of June Moon that um, for Amazon and iTunes, um, even, you know, the Afghan African Film Festival. That gentleman called me and I mean, I've had people person after person call me and tell me what an influence that this man had on their life. And it, it, really, there's nowhere in the world of entertainment that I can look around and don't see something that was not touched from the house that Dick built. There you go. So you I just want to tell you with a dream, with um, with a vision that it's about how you affect people. It's about how you touch people. And Vic, the way that you give people a platform and the way that you inject your love into that makes it so easy. You, I just, I pray God's favor. I pray just God's blessing to continue to fall upon you and the family. And what you're doing, I see, don't look at the numbers. God yeah. is going to multiply yeah. this. I, I feel it. I feel it because this is not a show. This is a movement. Exactly. It is a movement. And I just, I love you so much. And I just thank you. I'm honored oh. to, have, to have this time with you. Right on, right on. Hey, y'all, you, 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 you kind of got an insight into our, as you shared in earlier, our, our bread breaking as a family together. You know, this is just how it always you know, we, we a lot of ways we grew up together, and um, it's 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 so inspiring to hear Carolyn's message that she gave to us today. Um, and I know from reading all of this how it helped so many others and inspired so many others. You know, and and once again, Positivity Posse, I just can't thank you enough for taking your time to come and check it out. You know, like yeah, I thank you too. Look, <laughs> like and I didn't say, even act a look, and I didn't even act a fool today. <laughs> Oh, no, I got you. <laughs> I did good. <laughs> hey, man, you know, and sometimes acting a fool is just keeping it real and brushing it off. That's all. That's all. We keep rolling, you dig? And anyway, you know what? I love you. I Thank love you so you. much. <laughs> hey, Positivity Posse, check it out. Every Saturday and every Sunday, we're coming at you back to back to back to back. One o'clock, you can always guarantee we're going to be at you at one o'clock every Saturday and Sunday. And just so often, check your promos because we may hit you at three o'clock, depending on how we book and who we book. And what we have coming up over June is just going to blow your mind, y'all. We got some back, back to backs for you that's just going to inspire again. It's going to share journeys of ups and downs, but always have that positive, positive blend. Go to YouTube. Check us out there at the Victor Brooks Show YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe. Press the ones you like. I hope you like them all. You dig? And, you know, and just follow us. Because like, like Sis Carolyn said, it's really, you know, yes, we love the numbers. But the numbers to me means that that's just that many more people that's getting that positive injection. And that's from the heart, y'all. That's what I look at it. I say, you know what? Here's a couple more. Whenever I go check it out, I say, here's two or three more that's getting that positive with them, you know? So I love your positivity, Posse. And like I always say, 
Come get some of this positivity on you. Take a shower in it. Scuba dive in it. So, you know, go ahead and, and, and relax in it. And when you come out of that positivity pool, sprinkle that positivity on somebody else. Because that's all we're here to trying to do, y'all. God bless you. Keep the faith. And we'll see you next time. And Carolyn, thank you so much again. We'll see you next time on the Victor Brooks Show.